Garage Logic, broadcasting live from the office of the mayor above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Featuring the rookie on production, Chris Reavers, vice president of social media, and John Height in the newsroom. Now, the fireworks commissioner, flashlight king, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Commencing Garage Logic segment number one. At least it'll be a record tonight. Let's start looking at it that way. We like records, don't we? Eight degrees uh, <laughs> predicted for the uh, Metro. That'll be a record. So let's, you know, that's something to cling to, I think. Let's get we it. We lived through the record. Mm-hmm. More snow possible Sunday into Monday. Accumulations are possible again. So go for it tonight. You know what? I put away the humidifier too soon. Maybe you're our jinx. You jinxed us. Put away the darn humidifier. No wonder people want to just get away for a couple of days and then come back. I, I don't. I can understand. The cold <laughs> sticks around all week. Highs today in the upper twenties. Thursday a bit warmer. We're going to probably see thirty, hey, maybe thirty-five. Hey. Below or above. And then more cold slides in Friday through Saturday night with highs in the twenties. <laughs> Wait, how can they play what month Saturday? are you reading from here? Huh? This is right today. Come on. How can they play Saturday? They'll play tomorrow. It'll be balmy compared to Saturday. I would not want to play baseball with this cold, in this cold. I couldn't play in 70-degree heat. Tonight, though, let's go for it. Eight degrees. We'll get the record later from Dahl for what the, uh, well, we'll have the record told to us what the record low was on this date, April 4th. Of course, that would be April five, wouldn't it? If we hit, uh, if we hit eight degrees past midnight, right? I've been trying to reach the club pro guy. I want him on for the tomorrow, the opening day of the Masters. I'm you, unfamiliar- are you guys aware of the club pro guy? I'm unfamiliar, but it's uh, it's about. very popular. He's, I just uh, haven't. He's a he's a a legend on the Mexican mini tour. He's got issues. He's got some credit issues, and uh, there are people <laughs> looking for him, and uh, and he. Uh, Prides himself on the punch-out shot. He thinks that's the best shot he's okay. got. And, uh, the just, Mexican mini tour. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why. Got a little case of STD going. Oh. And, and, uh, okay. And he's on about the fifth wife, mm. driving a Honda Civic. <laughs> and uh, it's just, Trying to make it, huh? just a guy who's really captured the the low end of the of the touring pro life and uh, might be fun to hear from the club pro he's got his goals you know his goals are uh, to get his gm fired at his club <laughs> and see when the podcast guy's on his face is always obscured because he doesn't want the the club he works for to know that to he's to know that he's doing, doing that okay shit. he wants to break 75 in the men's league he wants to make over $50,000 in a year oh he wants to appeal his Midwest section PGA suspension. He okay. wants to pay off his O2 Miata. Uh, he wants to get a job at a club with electric carts. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to ask Tawny if her coworker will join in a, well. Okay, sure. Yeah. Oh. He wants to play golf. Uh, yep. He 
he wants to get his pre-shot routine under 120 seconds. He wants to... Uh, under 120, yeah. man. Trying to sell his timeshare in Branson. And he wants to be more consistent from two feet in. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't? <laughs> we don't know uh, who he is. Uh, from the legendary career in the mini-tour circuit in Mexico to the glory of the life of a club pro. While his identity masked as he avoids the chase of the Mexican cartels, the club pro guy sits down for a revealing accounts of his days on La Gira to manage the pro shop at his local club. From the art of the punch-out, three failed marriages, and a lifetime's worth of apparel at cost, Club Pro Guy takes us on a wild ride in his own words for the first time. Mm. Club Pro Guy. He, I guess he's great on Twitter, too. So we're trying to reach him. He doesn't have podcast. a phone. No, there's no phone listed in any bio, contact information. Well, or, how do you get a hold of him? Well, we emailed, well, I emailed him. him. Oh. I said, do you, you know, with a description. Sure. So hopefully mm. they'll get back. <laughs> He made the uh, cut in the 1993 Juarez Masters. The Juarez Masters, mm-hmm. okay. Yep, and he also uh, made the cut in the 1997 Nuevo Laredo shootout. Oh, God. I've heard him, and uh, I, I'm particularly interested if he might have some remarks that he's uh, specifically uh, thinking about for the Masters, which gets underway tomorrow. Yeah, right now there. What's what happens on Wednesday before the Masters? Is that the par Pro-way? three tournament? Par three. Tournament. Is this where the family and the kids come out with yeah, the and they golf all got clubs? The, they all got the white caddy suits. On I think that's and, neat. Yeah, that's on at two o'clock. Come on, let those kids hack up the uh, the most revered course in the world. Wonder one what, of the most. No, they go to the. It's the par three course only. Oh, there's a complete par three course. It's Unaware. Just lovely, just lovely. Okay, that makes sense now because I thought you wouldn't want Junior. On this day, 50 years ago, shots ran into the sky. Huh? Wasn't that the U2 lyric? Uh, Martin Luther King mm-hmm. was killed. Uh, I guess tourists still go to the Lorraine Motel. No. Could that be, uh, could that still exist? Very simple. Um, a April simple 4, hotel, wasn't it? 1968, yeah. Look that up, Reeves. I'm on it. What's L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E. the name of it? L O R R A I N E. Lorraine Hotel in Memphis. Uh, Memphis. Does the Lorraine Hotel still stand? I, I'm thinking maybe it doesn't. Remember, they were on the second floor, Bell. Yeah, that's why I remember. It's simplicity. It was uh, just the railing. Well, I have an ad for a Lorraine Hotel in Memphis on Hotels.com. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the same. That's what I'm wondering. Is I wonder what uh, MLK would think of what's happening today. Be interesting, wouldn't it? He was pretty young when he died. Room 306. But it does not say if it still stands. Look that up for me, too. How old was MLK Jr. when he died? I got to think he was in his 30s. He'd comfortably be alive today, I would think. Oh, uh, sure. JFK, if he was alive today, would be 101. Yeah, I my guess would be he would not be in good shape. He was struggling with some uh, problems when he was in his 40s. Or, right. Uh, Born 1920, January 15th, 1929, died April 4th, 1968 at the age of 39. 39. 39. That's pretty young. I'd, I'd oh. love to know what he would, uh, I'd love to have him come back and s- take a look around and say, I don't think people quite got what I was telling them. Well, what he, okay, that's a, you raise a good question. Would he buy into the 
the the the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and at black at all costs, or would he say? Well, what we I really meant what we don't know is what how he might have guided the racial conversation had he lived. I mean, we might never have gotten to the point where there would be a, a Black Lives Matter, and so we don't. That's what we don't know. Interesting question. Mm-hmm. How is everybody? We're going to go for the record tonight. Uh, I like breaking records, and I like being part of a record. I have a memory of my father. He he had a habit of waking kids up by kicking their bed. Oh, you know, very, putting his foot on the bed and shaking the mattress. Very abrupt. Kicking. He put, kicked the bed. He put his foot on the mattress and 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 shove it around. You couldn't help but wake up. And I I have the feeling that he. He did that in uh, on the occasion of Martin Luther King's death, but then I realized, no, he did that on the morning when we learned that in the hours that we were all sleeping, uh, RFK had died. Okay. So just kind of... Because I wouldn't have been living at home, I don't think, in April of 68, but I probably was living at home in June of 68. And he came in and gave me the, uh, gave me the kick and said, you better get up and look at the news. Paul? Yeah, hi. Hi. Joe, um, I was just in Memphis this uh, winter and went to the Lorraine Motel. Uh, it still stands. It's connected to a civil rights museum. Now, oh, okay. Too. okay. It's fascinating. Yeah, and he did die at 39. I think it was, the room is still you know, intact as it was, and then it has a wreath like on the balcony where he was shot. All right. Um. So, no, it's a fascinating thing to go see. All right. Thank you, Paul. You bet. I said he'd still comfortably be alive. I don't know that. He'd, he'd be 89. Uh, you can still have your uh, wits about you. Absolutely. Of There's course. a lot of people yeah. out there who are 89. Am I supposed to take uh, anybody else or just take uh, this break? I think they were calling about the same thing, saying that it was still standing. But All right. We'll, we'll check them during the break. I want, to, I want to be part of the record. I do, too. Live through the record. Uh, twins are playing in Pittsburgh. A 5 o'clock start our time. That's an odd start. I don't know why they're starting at 6 o'clock in Pittsburgh. Right. I don't know why But either. if it's in the 40s, it'll be warmer. Uh, it'll be uh, tropical compared to what we're facing this weekend. The Wild are playing the Duck in Anaheim. And uh, Timberwolves don't play tonight. The Wild, the playoff bound. That's right, Minnesota Wild. And you know we have made the uh, we have made the ruling that the Yellowstone volcano eruption is now part of the daily template. Uh, it's part of the narrative in the news gathering business. It's good for the hysteria business. Yes. Well, we're we're stepping it up now. What do we have now? Well, now we're preparing the life or death preparation for the super volcano emergency is underway. Okay, so we're gonna have like a, like an amber alert. We'll have a or a silver hair alert. Mm-hmm. A silver alert. We'll have 
Yellowstone National Park Public Affairs confirmed that there could be a supervolcano eruption imminently and that they were putting themselves through their paces so that they were ready for any eventuality. Break glass smoke lucky. Spokesman Morgan Worthen said, Every opportunity like this, every training opportunity reveals both where our strengths are and where our weaknesses are. Mr. Worthen knows that emergency services will need to be absolutely prepared if a catastrophe strikes near Mammoth in Yellowstone National Park. I got news for you, pal. What do you got? You're not going to, if it does happen, you, you, know, <laughs> you don't need to worry about any preparation. A model bus crash was simulated for the first time in several years in order to prepare emergency workers for a crisis. The exercise took place on a discrete road behind employee housing in order to minimize local disturbance. The Yellowstone spokesman also discussed the challenges his team will face if there is a super volcanic eruption at Yellowstone. He said, you know, the number one challenge is we are remote, so it takes a while to get to Yellowstone. Again, if, if you're selling us hysteria right. on the one hand, but now you want us to believe that in the event it does happen, you could somehow uh, come to the rescue of people, you'll get blown to about Edmonton. You could be sitting on a snowmobile and end up in New York. <laughs> what What do you mean you're preparing? What What can they prepare for? If it happens, you're done. It happens, and and they think a. a a tourist bus crash simulation is gonna mm-hmm. is gonna help them. Pre- I mean, I, on a, a small scale, it might, but if that thing erupts, tour during buses the, are gonna uh, worry. During the simulation, family members of park employees gave up their time to play the role of victims in the exercise. When the test run began, responders from eight different agencies inside and outside the park dealt with the situation. It says dealt with the situation well. Yeah, yeah, because it didn't happen. We didn't lose anybody? So you can do it well when you're practicing. Yeah, we didn't lose it. Hey, we didn't lose anybody in the uh, simulation. Uh, In fact, experts at Yellowstone National Park claim to have seen the steamboat geyser erupt last month. The Park Service made the announcement about the world's tallest active geyser in March as geologists compared the accounts to thermal sensors in the area. What British tabloid did I get this from? Oh, the Express Mm. in the UK. The UK seems more worried about it than we are. Or more prone to offer it in their daily, uh, their daily uh, <clears throat> listings of hysteria. Uh, it was determined that it could be a series of minor eruptions, and meteorologist Tom Skilling told WGN News minor earthquakes occur in the Yellowstone area 50 or more times a week, but a major eruption is not expected in the foreseeable future. Here's what I mean when I say reporting isn't what it used to be. I don't know a damn thing about the Express in the U.K., but what was the first sentence? And this is written. Uh, it doesn't even say who wrote it. Uh, Yellowstone National Park Public Affairs confirmed that there could be a super volcano eruption imminently. That's the lead okay. in here, right? Imminently. Well, then you keep reading it, and you get down to, uh, you know, we go through the bus crash simulation, and we get down to meet, page four. Meteorologist Tom Skilling told WGN News minor earthquakes occur in the Yellowstone area 50 or more times per week, but a major eruption is not expected in the foreseeable future. Then why is the park telling me this could be imminent? Right, that's contrary. And whoever wrote this doesn't care. 
that they have two conflicting scenarios. Yeah, how did they not catch that? Steamboat Geyser is in the North Geyser Basin, which is closed to vehicle access at the moment for spring plowing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, earlier this year, seismologists uh, from UNAVCO, a nonprofit university governed consortium, revealed the volcano was under strain. Using global positioning system, borehole till, tilt meters and borehole strain meters to measure minute changes in the deformation at Yellowstone, David Menson and Glenn Mattioli said the strain signal is larger than would be expected if the crust under Yellowstone were completely solid. <laughs> Mr. Warthen added, I think the reason for visitors who come to the park is to know that the safety is always our first priority. But given that the park is remote, the roads are not like a highway. You can't travel as fast as on those roads, so often the response is going to take a little longer. It just they just they just won't stop selling it. Why do they why do they and want I don't s- bring it in every day. I could do a Yellowstone volcano right. update every day based on a variety of news gathering institutions. What I brought this one is because the first paragraph told me it's imminent and they're practicing. It caught your eye. But the meteorologist quoted later in the story says, not likely any time in the foreseeable future. I'm going to go with him. Okay, me too. (laughs) Just for peace of mind. If it happens, just give me time to break the glass, smoke a lucky. What was the most impressive thing about Yellowstone when you went? I know it was in winter, but... Seeing the sky at night. Just... Cool, neat My colors. Might as well have been in a what do you call those things? Uh, planetarium. Planetarium. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Remember the sky in uh, Sanibel the night we were out in Randy Wayne White's boat? Yes, that was like a planetarium. I told my wife, "This is my gift to you. All of these stars." Is that when she was throwing up over the side of the boat? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. All the girls seemed to be hunkered <laughs> down on the bottom of the boat. Yes. Is John Height ready? He'll be when we come back. With all the news? Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's sunny and 27 degrees. The Wild are back in action tonight. They're on the West Coast. They will be playing Anaheim. They, of course, uh, have secured a berth in the NHL playoffs. Twins and Pirates tonight in Pittsburgh. Game underway at 5.05 our time. Jake Odorizzi goes for the Twins. And Ivan Nova pitches for the Pirates. Uh, Yankees in the offseason, of course, went out uh, and traded for Giancarlo Stanton. He made his Yankee Stadium debut yesterday. And even though the Yankees won, it didn't go well for Giancarlo. He was 0 for 5 and struck out five times. And their brand new star, Yankee fans, of course, booed silly after the fifth strikeout. For his part, Stanton took it all with good humor, saying, you know, you put up a performance like that, you probably should get some boos, he told reporters after. I'll say. (laughs) News notes from today. Did he at least swing all five times? Uh, He swung at a couple. I didn't see all of them, but yes, he was swinging. 
News notes from today, Minnesota Department of Transportation officials announced they expect to spend $1.1 billion on state road and bridge projects this year. According to the department, there are 253 projects, some of which are already underway. Transportation Commissioner Charlie Zell said in a statement, these projects are critical investments in Minnesota's aging transportation system. We will repave roads, repair and paint bridges, replace culverts, and rehabilitate structures like the Stillwater Lift Bridge. Additionally, there are 49 airport, port, and railroad improvement projects slated for this year, too. The cost of those projects estimated at $32 million. The head of the Minnesota Information Technology Services Department, or MINIT, says the launch of a computer software program for the Department of Human Services will be delayed until at least July. (sighs) MINIT Commissioner Joanna Clyburn said her agency did the right thing by holding the software launch until all problems are fixed. She said we would be doing the citizens of Minnesota a disservice if I allowed a project to roll out that is not at the function level it needs to be at. The program is called Periodic Data Matching. It's intended to prevent people who do not qualify from being enrolled in taxpayer-financed health care programs. State Senator Michelle Benson chairs the Human Services Committee. She said the uh, periodic data matching is projected to save taxpayers $138 million through the 2019 biennium budget, and that's the problem. She said it's shameful because DHS has already budgeted for those savings. That money will now have to come, she says, from the general fund, and it could have been used to help the elderly in nursing homes or the disabled who might need support. Because the software is not working, money is still going to people who do not qualify for the state-funded programs. DHS Commissioner Charles Johnson said his agency is disappointed by the delay, but he said the department will be able to cover the cost, uh, the lost savings, excuse me, through other state funds. President Trump has instructed military leaders to prepare to withdraw U.S. troops from Syria, but he has not yet set a date for them to do so. That, according to a senior administration official, in a meeting with top national security officials, Trump stressed that U.S. troops can be involved in current training tasks for local forces to ensure security in areas liberated from the Islamic State. But the president said the U.S. mission would not extend beyond the destruction of the Islamic State and that he expects other countries, especially wealthy Arab states in the region, to pick up the task of paying for ongoing stabilization. Special Counsel Robert Mueller told President Trump's attorneys in March the president is not considered a criminal target at this time. Washington Post reporting that today, citing three people familiar with the discussions. In early March, Mueller reportedly described the president as a subject for his investigation into Russian meddling in the election. But at that time, he wasn't a target, meaning there isn't sufficient evidence linking him to any crime. Mueller has begun preparing a report detailing the findings of his investigation, including obstruction of justice. That will be handed to Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein. It's unclear if all of that will be made public. That Southern California woman who went on a gun range uh, rampage yesterday in YouTube had been at a gun range earlier in the day before opening fire at the YouTube campus, injuring three people before allegedly killing herself. San Bruno Police Chief Ed Barberini gave an update following the shooting at the sprawling headquarters in San Bruno, California. San Bruno Police identified the suspect late yesterday as 39-year-old Nassim Najafi Agdam. She was found dead at the scene from what authorities think was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Three people transported to local hospitals with wounds. Barberini said the motive appears to be that Agdam was upset with the policies and practices at YouTube, but they uh, they are continuing to investigate. In several videos posted to the platform, Agdam accused YouTube of censoring her and expressing anger toward the company. Barberini told reporters Agdam went to a local gun range before the shooting, legally purchased and owned the handgun with which she opened fire on the campus patio while workers were eating lunch, according to police.
Police are investigating reports of zombie-like raccoons in Northeast Ohio. Jeez. Oh, I mean, yep. they walk funny? Yeah, they walk well, slow with their with their paws out like this, kind of at an angle, like thriller. Well, yeah, Youngstown police have received more than a dozen calls in the past three weeks about raccoons acting strangely in the daytime. Photo- <laughs> well, that's what you don't want. Photo- right. Last summer, I was sitting out in the dark, and I looked to my left, and there, two feet from me, was an entire family of raccoons. Oh. But it was nighttime, and I just said, how you doing? I got up slowly and walked away, and they never did a thing. Smart. Photographer Robert Cogshall said he was playing with his dogs outside his home last week, and a raccoon approached them. He put the dogs back in the house, said the raccoons followed them to the door. He told a local TV station, the raccoon would stand up on his hind legs, which I've never seen a raccoon do before, show his teeth, and then fall over backwards and go into an almost comatose condition. That raccoon and 14 others that police responded to have been euthanized. The state's Department of Natural Resources said the animals likely were suffering from distemper, not rabies. The viral disease causes coughing, tremors, and seizures and leads raccoons to lose their fear of humans. Authorities are asking residents to report raccoons behaving unusually to the local police station. Uh, Speaking of animals, a squirrel who lost both of his arms in a trap has been given a prosthetic wheel to help him walk again. Didn't we just have a duck that got new feet? Yeah. We did. Yes, we did. I guess yeah. all the world's problems are solved. Yeah. This squirrel, uh, named Caramel, was found caught in an animal trap in the Turkish city. And I had to look this up. The Turkish city actually is named Batman. B-A-T-M-A-N. Come on. Mm-hmm. No, it is. Batman. So so the, the, the prosthetic engineer that has just finished school, done with all the internships, loaded with mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. debt up to his ears. Abdul, we got your first gig. Yeah, and, and he's thinking, uh, we got a 35 year old athlete. <laughs> no. uh, what is it? It's, uh, we got it's... a squirrel. We want you to put a feet, some feet on. <laughs> Reuters reports that veterinarians from Istanbul Aydin University took caramel in and built him a set of prosthetic wheels, kind of like a miniature animal wheelchair. Orthopedists at Aiden University designed the prosthetic wheels, especially for the squirrel. They have to build him a ramp, too, to get up to his tree. They waited for the squirrel to adjust to the new device before teaching him how to walk again, according to orthopedist Mustafa Gultalkin. Caramel appeared comfortable testing out the new wheels with the doctors on Tuesday. I did see some video. He, he took to it right away. He did a good job. Did. Yeah. Do we know fun. why they felt compelled to do this? I, I don't. Well, why, if you would find a squirrel in a trap, why you would suddenly want to save him? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, Vern Troyer, you know Vern, uh, best known for playing a little guy, Mini Me. Yeah, in yeah. The Austin Powers movies has been admitted to a hospital in Los Angeles. Oh. Multiple reports say the police were called to the 49-year-old actor's home last night after being told Troyer was suicidal. Troyer's team posted on Instagram asking fans to keep him in their thoughts and prayers. The statement also assured fans that Troyer was getting the best care possible and resting comfortably. The statement did not say uh, the reason for Troyer being in the hospital. A 34-year-old man took the model the police, your friend and helper, to heart when he walked into a police station in Ludwigshafen a city on the Rhine River in Frankfurt, Germany. His problem was a personal one. He wanted to break up with his girlfriend, but he didn't know how. So he went to the coppers? That's correct, yes. One of the female officers took him aside, uh, said this really isn't their job, but she proposed several alternative scenarios. (laughs) The police (laughs) Police force... Boy, we're in a lot of trouble. Police force did not describe what options 
had been suggested to the man, but they were very clear that the actual breaking up was a job that he would have to do himself. The police would have nothing to do with it. The police report uh, afterward reported, we are willing to advise, but we cannot close the deal. You know how he could have broken up with her? He could have just sent her a message in a bottle. Message in a bottle. The police. Got it. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know. Uh Uh-huh. That's... That was just for Rook. It's a pun. Wait, wait a minute now. Don't, wait, wait, don't bring me into your uh, your, your comedy. Uh, you know old what, Reavers? Was a sugge- no, that was a suggestion. You know what, Reavers? You just oh, lost. No. No. I didn't even make it to <laughs> opening day. You didn't make it to opening day. You didn't make it. And you were on such a good run. You made it to April 4th. All right. Let the pun train begin. No, 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 no. You're going to tan and scan. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you take us to break and we'll get weather with Dave Dahl. Let's do that once I find my button, okay? You know what? I really do hate this uh, system, don't you? <laughs> you cannot stop him. You just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dole. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 27 degrees, heading for a high today of about 30. Lots of sunshine out there, causing lots of melting. Unfortunately, it's going to refreeze tonight and probably get down to a record low temperature. Uh, Going down for a low of 9. The old record is 12 uh, for tonight. Light and variable breeze. And then for tomorrow, partly cloudy, a few flurries around. Uh, Temperatures warmer, though, up to 34. Southwest winds around 5. Flurries breezy and cool again tomorrow night, down to 14. High temperature on Friday, partly cloudy skies, and only 25. A low down to 8 above again Friday night. And then we start to turn a corner. Temperatures start to warm up a little bit. We do have another chance for some measurable snow, if not significant, Sunday into Monday. Uh, 32 for the high on Sunday, 36 on Monday. So some of the snow starts to melt already. And then warmer with partly cloudy skies Tuesday of next week, up to 38. We jump to 50 with rain showers on Wednesday, and we could be close to 60 by Thursday of next week. Uh, We may even get warmer than 50 on Wednesday, uh, but it's going to take a big jump there in the middle of next week as the storm system kind of pushes through and gives us some showers, rain showers, uh, especially Wednesday night into early Thursday. Right now, Joe, it's 27. All right, thank you. Is the director of social media present? Right here, Brian. Yes, sir. What are we to make of this fruitcake who shot up the YouTube campus? You know, this is a really bizarre story. Nassim Agdam, 39, of San Diego, uh, angered at the company because they, uh, what? Because they demonetized her postings? What does that mean? Um, She's a self-described vegan bodybuilder. Are you kidding me? Was she a little too aggressive with her uh, her postings? Of I, I haven't. She said uh, YouTube ruined her life. Shahran Agdam, the shooter's brother, told reporters, according to the San Jose Mercury News, uh, before the rampage and the cons- and the concerned father's warning, Agdam had voiced her hatred to YouTube on her social media pages and website using the name. Nassim Sabiz, the 39-year-old, ran a Facebook page, two Instagram pages, and multiple YouTube channels that garnered thousands of subscribers. Ding, ding. Right. 
What so what what happens here? Why do I you end know, up hating YouTube? I don't know the specific details of her account, but um some people are able to parlay a successful YouTube channel into money. Well, she um, whether it's an artist or, right. Yeah, hers was ding ding, but some some have been able to by using YouTube as a channel. So I'm guessing that she then thought that she wasn't profiting from her channel and then blamed YouTube as a result of it. She described herself as a vegan bodybuilder and animal rights activist promoting a healthy and humane lifestyle. Her pages were littered with strange workout videos, vegan cooking tutorials mixed with graphic animal abuse videos. One clip showed animals being skinned alive, while another video, which has been removed, allegedly showed a stolen pet dog cooked alive. She, she might, you know what? She's I'm going to go out on a limb here. She had some issues. I'm seeing uh, pictures of her right now, and she she looks spooky. Mm-hmm. For me, animal rights equal human rights, Ogdam told the San Diego Union-Tribune in 2009. Another social media account said she was a model, artist, and comedian. Her website featured bold fonts and rants about YouTube's policies that she claimed were barring her from getting video views. You know what this is, Reavers? Yeah. You alluded to this. Uh, this is just someone else completely, completely and thoroughly desperate for stardom. Yes, 100%. And she's not alone. There's there's millions of people like her. Not That won't take it to right, the extent right. she did, but there's millions of people just like her, that they're so desperate for stardom that they'll go to any lengths to achieve it. You she, mentioned uh, she's going to be a comedian, huh, or aspiring comedian? Well, not anymore. Did you say that? Another social media account said she's a model, artist, and comedian. Uh, Did you hear the one about the dog? She posted a screenshot complaining about the lack of money she earned in one of her videos after YouTube placed an age restriction on it. She said the company uh, demonetized her channels and filtering it. In a video shared on Twitter, Ogdam said YouTube employees wanted users to be their slaves. What? Well, based upon the content that you're laying out, I'm shocked that YouTube just didn't suspend her her channel altogether. If there if there's if there were this many issues leading up to it. Ismael Agdam, I guess that's the dad, told Mercury News Tuesday night his daughter told the family a couple of weeks ago that YouTube was censoring her content and she also claimed she stopped receiving money for her content. Well, I I can't imagine she was worth a nickel. Uh, YouTube users can receive money from advertisements, but the company can demonetize a channel for several reasons. It's unclear what occurred in regards to Ogdom's content. Uh, there's a lot of factors and variables that go into this, said uh, one of the coppers. It depends on how the information was. Well, in other words, another complete uh, fool who had lost all moral and ethical underpinnings. Uh, in a desperate attempt to uh, uh, fancy herself some sort of celebrity. And because she wasn't getting the attention she needed or the money she thought she deserved, she buys a gun and then goes and shoots up uh, people, none of whom she knew. I don't... They're out there eating lunch. They, you know, they go to work at YouTube and they're a third assistant clerk, fourth shift. But if you're so uh, key... If you're keying in on being a, a someone famous, you realize that this is the end. If you're going to do this horrendic, hor- horrific act, it's going to end your life. And 
then what's the point? You also wonder, too. Well, the point is there's evil in the world. Well, and you mentioned that she went to the shooting range before she went to the YouTube headquarters. You wonder at what point do you start pulling the trigger on innocent people, too? That's the that's the thought that always crosses my mind. Okay, what led you to think that the people at the gun range are safe and the ones around you when you're driving to YouTube, those people are safe. No, they're not. But once you once you get to YouTube, then it's open fire. I, I just I don't get well, that, that. This is no different than than uh, now. This this is not being called terrorism, but this is no different than the way ISIS operates, which is indiscriminate killing. She she didn't know who she was shooting. Right. I'm not just. It's not. I'm not <clears throat> suggesting this no. to justify that. Uh, you know, she had a specific target in mind who controlled the bank account at YouTube and wanted to kill that guy because he wasn't paying her. No, this was just indiscriminate violence. Where are the, I haven't heard a bit from the gun rights people or the, you know, the gun control people about this. Is it because it's so rare that the shooter's a female? Or are we going to go easier on her because she was uh, Iranian or whatever the hell she is? Yeah, I, I guess I don't understand, too. There's I haven't seen the, the big... Um protests on cnn and, and in fact i should she thought honor. youtube was ruining her life i think social media is ruining lives but my uh, position on that's been well stated uh just a moment we're on cnn's on white house briefing in syria news we're Sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushue. Can't believe this hour's over. I got stuff I gotta do. Well, you got an action packed two o'clock hour. Yes. Yes. What are you recording? Not. Okay. <laughs> Not going to. All right. Yeah, 27. Got, yeah. It's April All this 4th. All this I want to get to. Let's go for the record tonight, baby. I, I'm with you. Let's do it. Let's Why go not? for the record. It's just one night. What are you going to do? Come it's going to warm up someday. Huh? Let's do this. The temperature is whatever it's supposed to be. It's good. It's what is it right now? 27. 27. That's what it's supposed to it's be. supposed to be 27. That's right. Yeah. 1500 ESPN is... KSTP St. Paul Minneapolis Garage Logic back short.